Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 117 of the Layover Live podcast. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Digital Marketing at SimpleView. On this episode of the Layover Live podcast, our old friend from OKC, Seth Spillman, now the CMO of the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum, stops by to discuss some ways they are adapting their social media during these times. We discussed their recent global success of Cowboy Tim, turning that awareness and buzz into eventual visitors to the museum, and the learnings destination marketers can take from their campaign. Hope you enjoy. Each week, the smartest and brightest destination marketers from all over the world talk about the latest trends, happenings, and challenges that affect the travel and tourism industry today. Digital marketing executives, CMOs, and leaders from DMOs of all shapes and sizes share their insights and stories to help you become the best marketer you can be. This is The Layover Live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 117 of The Layover Live, where we bring you the top article from The Layover each week. I'm Jason Swick, VP of Digital Marketing, joined by a very special guest today, Seth Spillman. So, Seth, welcome to the show. Thanks, sir. Yeah, so over the last several weeks, you know, DMOs have played a massively important role in their destination's response to the ever-changing world of the coronavirus pandemic. But really, so have many of their partners and local businesses. And one of those who has done an amazing job of this is the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum in Oklahoma City. Now, on the show, we have made mention of late several times about creating content that is both informational and useful and entertaining. So this trifecta is not only for your website, but is also important for your social media as well as it gives it potential to really grow and thrive. And one marketer out there who has been doing an amazing job with adapting their social media is our longtime friend, Seth Spielman and his recent success on social with Cowboy Tim, which has made national news as of late and is a great example of seizing an opportunity and adapting your social media. So many of you may already know Seth, uh, as his background is in the DMO space where he worked with OKC for a number of years, growing their destination's footprint. But now he's taken that expertise to another space. So Seth, welcome to the show. Why don't you give everybody a little bit of background on yourself? Well, thanks again for having me. Uh, good to see everybody on the Simple View side, like you said. Um, as a former web user group member, uh, this is an honor <laughs> yeah. to be back and happy to be talking to my Simple View pals again. So. Um, so I'm Seth Spillman. I'm Chief Marketing Officer at the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum. I've been here uh, since January of 2019, so uh, about a year and a half under my belt here. Uh, was previously with the Oklahoma City Convention and Visitors Bureau, uh, headed up their marketing department, was there about eight years. Um, a lifelong Okie and a fun connection <laughs> to the museum. Before I started here, I actually had my wedding reception um, in the ballroom here 17 years ago. So. Uh, fairly new to the museum, wow. but it's it's had a special place in my life for a long time. So, um, but again, happy to be talking to destination marketers again. Yeah, it's funny how things uh, sometimes come full circle, right? So, you know, looking at this week, um, our article of the week this week, Seth, comes from our friend Jay Bear at Convince and Convert. Really, really good article where he talks about eleven social media changes to make in a COVID virus world. Um, and it's really, really, really well done. And so, you know, COVID has certainly changed again, everything that we do, but it's still important now more than ever to stay connected with your customers and with your visitors. And and we agree that social media is one of the best ways to do that and stay connected. So, you know, one of Jay's key pieces of advice in this that I really liked and really pertains, I think Seth to you, uh, is to make social media about people over logos. 
and so he advises that organizations really showcase people as much as possible on their social media, especially during this time, as is really, really important. And your museum has really done uh, a really, really, really good job of that. So I, I, so let's just jump right into it, right? So I'd love to hear the story about how you and your team came up with this idea of Tim being the voice of these of these social media accounts. So let's start there. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things, like you said, that we all saw something coming on the horizon that we couldn't control. And as marketers, we're uh, trying to figure out how we tell that story uh, in a brand new world. And so, um, you know, one of the other quotes from Jay's article, which I, I went ahead and wrote it down because it was so pertinent here, it said, you cannot just continue with your regular social media strategy, content and cadence. What works is different. What people want is different. And so I think that's what we came up with was something that was um, different. Um, and so uh, about a week and a half before we closed, um, we sat around as a marketing team and knew that there was a potential for that to happen. And so we started talking about what would be different about what we do. And we saw a lot of museums were um, looking towards virtual tours and what they could take online. And we've certainly done that as well. Um, but the idea was had by our digital content manager of having a social takeover. Uh, marketing staff is not essential, so we are not going to remain in the building during that time, but uh, security is essential. So we knew that the security team would be in the building. Um, so we mm -hmm. went and talked to Tim and pitched the idea of him doing a social takeover uh, while we were away. And he's a great sport. Uh, he said anything to do, anything for the museum I love. And so um, <laughs> we uh, started out with just a, a general outline of some of the things that we knew we would want to cover. Um, got a few uh, shots in the can with Tim, um, but it's just evolved from there. Uh, so uh, we started getting some early traction with the um, first few tweets and, and posts that we had out there. Um, we have a similar to the destination marketing side. We have a pretty active group of museum social media managers. They have a Facebook group and they caught on to it quickly. It's not something that we shared in there, but they grabbed a hold of it and started sharing it. I think that helped with some of the worldwide uh, attention because that's a, a mm -hmm. worldwide group. And so we just saw it spike from there. We had, um, you know, some celebrities. Uh, came on board early on. Sarah Silverman uh, tweeted about it. Uh, Pat Oswalt tweeted about it. Uh, Toby Keith, which is kind of a local for us Okies. So, um, so just some numbers. I mean, we've seen 79% growth on Facebook, 513% uh, growth on Instagram, and 3,056% growth on Twitter. Um, that's since, all since closing our doors officially on March 17th. Wow. I mean, uh, again, uh, marketers dream, right? I mean, it's amazing. It, it, you know, hashtag the cowboy has generated just a ton of awareness for the museum, which is, which is fantastic. So, uh, and it's really growing your following. So how do you, or do you guys have a strategy in place to turn those social media, you know, followers then eventually into visitors, right? Like I'm, I imagine this has shifted your marketing plans a bit. What's the uh, Yeah. Open? I mean, uh, I think all yeah. of it is, is shifting under us. And so we're mm -hmm. shifting, but um, you know, turning followers into visitors, that's social media ROI, and that's the, that's the magic sauce, isn't it? So uh, it <laughs> that's is. what we're all trying to prove. And um, I mean, I, I continually think of the, the sales funnel of awareness, interest, desire, and action. And so the first two uh, 
parts of that funnel awareness and interest we we have that mm -hmm. in spades now um mentioned the the growth that we've seen and so we've had good success getting people into that part of the funnel um desire we've seen that expressed from people all over the world uh, which is another fun part of this so um you know it, it's i i need to stress that this has been a team effort and not just from the marketing team but from security and from the museum there's a lot of work that goes into preparing uh, a facility like this 220,000 square foot under roof it's a big place with lots mm. of things to show off and so um there are lots of good, smart people that come to work um, every day when the building is open um, and do a great work in preparing all of this stuff. And, you know, as a marketer, to be able to share it with people from all over the world at a time when your doors are closed and you can't share it in any other way, um, that's great. And one of the most satisfying things that we've seen is that worldwide audience. We've seen a number of people um, say this. Um, we get those messages back of, I had no interest in anything cowboy. I've <laughs> never heard of this place. I've never been to Oklahoma, but this is definitely on my bucket list now. Can't wait to come to Oklahoma City. Can't wait to see this museum. So again, the awareness, interest, desire part of it, I feel like we've done a pretty good job. Um, social media, it's always going to be a struggle. It's similar to DMOs. It's going to be a struggle in pushing them any further down the funnel because you don't have that direct action. We're not set up to take ticket sales um, on mm -hmm. online. And so giving that direct action is something that is, um, we, we don't have that next step. And also we acknowledge that that next action is going to be different for people all over the world. Um, where we started opening here in Oklahoma earlier, uh, others will not be open for months to come. And so uh, we're already open as a staff. Uh, we opened uh, May 4th, bringing staff back in staggered schedules um, in order to prepare the museum for an eventual opening. Um, you know, we haven't set a date for that yet, but it'll be sooner than a lot of people are necessarily ready for travel. And so, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's part of the difficulty, isn't it? Uh, social media isn't the full mm -hmm. marketing mix. And so uh, we know that we've created awareness and interest, and now it's adjusting our marketing once we are able to uh, have a specific date uh, for open uh, we are adjusting our digital strategy uh, we'll, we will be doing that um, targeting based on uh, people who have been uh, engaged with us on social media uh, we'll be targeting with those specific messages uh, we've already ditched our previous hashtag nobody was using it anyway and so we are now hashtag the cowboy um, we're going to be working 10 uh, messages into all of our marketing. Uh, we had a, mm -hmm. a, a email go out today for this is the most direct ask thing that we've done since um, doing this, but um, it is now giving Tuesday now um, did not know that until earlier today, but it's giving <laughs> Tuesday now. And so um, in response to that, we put together a kind of tongue in cheek email that reads like a conversation between uh, Tim, Michael Grauer, our McCaslin chair of Cowboy Culture and curator of Western uh, art and myself. And so again, it's that adjusting the message for something different, um, something that cuts through the clutter. Yeah. And, and, you know, Seth, I think, you know, the, the part that I think really resonates is the fact that, and why I, why, again, I think in your particular case, 
it's wonderful to generate these followers into visits and the fact that you've connected social media to a real person, right? A real individual, not just a campaign or a funny promotion or things of that nature because you've connected it to Tim and done those things that really helps with that. Um, and the fact that you've done it from a team standpoint, top to bottom, um, as you know, in the front end, these things seem very simple, but they're very complex on the back end. And, and you guys have done a tremendous job of that. And again, bringing awareness to a place that maybe a lot of people didn't know about before, um, is, is, is really amazing to see and, and good to see. And I'd imagine again, that's going to turn to some really good foot traffic for you, uh, as things start to open up now. Um, you know, I know a lot of folks out there watching right now really know you from your time at OKC, uh, when we were talking about that on the DMO side, but what, so connecting this back to DMOs, what learnings can destination marketing organizations take from the success that you've seen maybe over these last several weeks? Yeah, I think you hit on it a little bit earlier there where you talked mm -hmm. about, um, actually finding your voice as an organization. And I think that that's what we've done with Tim. Uh, we found an authentic voice. We knew, um, as we were talking about it as a marketing team before we launched it, that, Oh, this could be fun. We, we could have a lot of fun with this. This could be really funny. Um, and um, it's, again, having a, a partner in Tim um, has been great. We've joked about how he's now a deputy member of the marketing team um, and will continue to be so for a very long time. He has a very important job as our actual director of security, but um, we're gonna take up as much of his time as we can for marketing as well. Um, but Tim's an authentic voice uh, for us. Mm -hmm. he, he represents our institution well. Um, you know, if you're from Oklahoma, you know a Tim, you're probably related to a Tim. Um, and so I think that the, um, the aw shucks nature of Tim and the uh, wholesomeness of what he's shared I think is true to us as an institution. And so I think that mm. uh, for DMOs, the challenge is always finding that thing that people can experience in your destination that they can't experience elsewhere. Um, that's the reason for getting off the couch and, and coming and, and going to a destination. For us, it's the uh, why would I separate myself with 1250 at the door to experience what you have there in the building. And so uh, what we can do instead of just shouting at people, um, frankly, like we were doing previously on social media, um, we can now engage in a better conversation and get people interested uh, with that authentic voice. And I think there's a number of destinations that do that well. I know that you um, had Gaithan Borden from Visit Lex, my man mm -hmm. Gaithan, mm -hmm. on earlier. Um, bourbon and horses, everybody knows that yep. that's Visit Lexington. Um, so it's again, it's finding that thing that is authentic to you and that you can deliver on. And for us, uh, Western heritage is, heritage is something that we can deliver on. It's a little bit more unique than a destination because that's literally what we do. Uh, we preserve and collect <laughs> for uh, American, history, American Western history and art uh, to share with the public. And so um, for a destination like Oklahoma City, uh, which I think also does a good job with that, uh, might be a little biased, but uh, I think their new tagline of modern frontier uh, captures that ethos well. Um, because it is a modern city, but it has that frontier heritage. And I think for a lot of people, that's the something that they can't experience in their own hometown that they want to experience mm -hmm. in Oklahoma City. And so for us, if you're coming to Oklahoma City, um, the Western heritage experience that you're looking for can be found at our institution. And so um, I don't pretend to have any great uh, lessons other than that, but I, I, and I think there's a number of destinations that are doing that. 
I think that's what we're doing a better job of now, uh, ironically, during a global pandemic. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, what I get out of that, um, Seth, is the fact that just own who you are. Right. And I think this uniqueness, right. You, you mentioned, um, you know, Gaithan and how they, Hey, we're bourbon and horses, man. We just own that. And we incorporate it in everything or do you guys are talking about the, you know, using Tim to capture the culture and the voice of your, uh, particular attraction. Absolutely. And owning those things that you are, again, it creates those authentic experiences. I think people are really, really looking for Listen, everyone's got attractions. Everyone's got hotels. Everybody's got a brew trail and got all these other things that are going on. But what, what separates you from others in the space and makes you authentic and unique? And you guys have really done a good job of capturing that an excellent job actually of capturing that. Well, so thank you. thinking then, yes. Yeah. And I think that all those things that you mentioned are, um, from a destination standpoint are what we used to call table stakes. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you've got great hotels and great restaurants. And we used to joke about uh, copy on our website. If you can put your thumb over the name at the top and read it and not know what city you're in, then you're not <laughs> doing it well. Um, and so that's that's part of it from a destination standpoint. And from a, an attraction standpoint, it's a little bit different because we can we can own it in ways that is a little bit more difficult for destinations. But the lessons are the same. Boy, yeah, really, really, yeah, really good insight. That's and that's a that's a funny way to look at it. So speaking of then, you know, you're talking about moving forward, opening up soon, and preparing yourselves for that. So what exhibits or events does the museum have planned then once everything opens up again? <laughs> what do we not have? Million dollar question. When we yes. <laughs> well, um, things have changed a little bit. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because we came out of 2019 very strong, and 2020 was going to be the year. Uh, in fact, we had the beginnings of a marketing plan that called 2020 the year of the cowboy. Um, we refer to ourselves uh, as the cowboy, uh, shorthand for a very long name otherwise. And so, yeah, we had a number of things planned that were huge, and we've adjusted that schedule. Um, you can't really see it, but the schedule over my shoulder there, um, the red boxes are major events or things happening, and I've drawn lines all over that calendar to direct them elsewhere. So um, not mm-hmm. the least of which is an opening of a 100,000 square foot expansion to our facility called Lee Chikoshkimo, which is Chickasaw for Let's Play. It's an outdoor educational experience. Um, it's a place for family and children um, to engage with our museum in ways that we just really haven't had previously. So um, it's a big, huge attraction that was set to open April 15th. Um, we have pushed that to the fall. Uh, we will open it to the public as soon as we open, and then we'll have a, an official opening. Uh, we've got two blockbuster exhibitions that are up right now that unfortunately no one else but Tim is looking at. Um, but it's Warhol in the West, which is one that we uh, co-curated with uh, the Booth Museum in Georgia and Tacoma in Washington. Um, it shows um, the uh, art and collections of Andy Warhol, someone you don't necessarily associate with the West, uh, but he was no. fascinated with Western hmm. culture. And hmm. that show was set to uh, expire uh, in May, and it's been pushed to July 5th. So we're excited about that. We're excited that we've got a Dorothea Lang show up right now um, that comes to us from the Oakland Museum. as Dorothea, Dorothea Lang politics of seeing um, some just uh, beautiful photography. Um, and obviously, the, the um, nature of her work uh, resonates a lot with people in this part of the country. Um, given that she's so no, so well known for her Dust Bowl images. And so um, that's a huge show that has also been extended to July 5th. Uh, we got a number of major events. That's something that's a little bit different mm-hmm. about our museum. 
uh, from a destination standpoint, that's something that we're proud of. And from the destination side, it was something I was definitely familiar with because these events bring in people from all over. So we have our Western Heritage Awards, 60th anniversary of that. Um, it's kind of the Oscars of the West. We'll be honoring Robert Duvall and Kurt Russell. Um, that's been pushed oh, to wow. October. And um, then Pre to West, which is the uh, premier Western um, invitational art exhibition and sale. Uh, we sold about $3 million in art uh, last year at that show. Uh, that's a staple show for us throughout the summer. Uh, that's been pushed to August through September. So, um, yeah, we're doing what everyone else is doing right now and figuring out what the calendar looks like and compressing things into a fall that should be very busy and very interesting for us. Yeah, it sounds like, and, I, and, and Seth, I'll tell you, uh, even though I'm in the West, uh, I would be the farthest from a cowboy that you would ever meet. But some of the events and attractions that you're talking about are some things I, I would be very interested in seeing. Uh, some of these things sound awesome. Um, and so, you know, hats off to you guys there for, um, you know, really providing that. Um, again, it's, it's this excitement that it's bringing to a whole, maybe a whole new audience even for you guys that maybe, you know, didn't look at this before. So, uh, yeah, all these things sound wonderful to do. So, you know, in leaving then any last words then that you, maybe you like to share, you know, with your attraction and uh, DMO friends out there. Yeah, I think that, um, it's a difficult time. Um, I'll, I'll kind of echo some of what Tim has said. <laughs> um, there's a, a picture in the Dorothea Lang exhibition. Uh, that shows people um, in line uh, for uh, unemployment uh, during the 1930s. And uh, mm -hmm. Tim posted that and said, you know, it was a tough time then, it's a tough time now, uh, but they got through it and so will we. And I think that that's wow. uh, part of the lesson uh, that we're learning is that uh, we're in this together, attractions, destinations. Um, we realize that, I mean, we always know, we've always known that we're connected, but um, we really know that now at a time when we literally can't physically connect. And so, um, no, no greater words of wisdom, just a um, keep the chin up, uh, keep doing what you're doing. Um, can't wait to travel to a number of the destinations that I know you guys um, help with. And um, and again, it's just good to talk to Simple View again. It's good to talk to a crowd that I know <laughs> is a lot of my DMO friends, best travel dudes ever, all my friends out there. Well, and it's good talking to you again too, my friend. And, and, uh, listen, appreciate you coming on and, and sharing all of this. Um, I think it's again, wonderful advice, beautifully said, um, could not be said. I don't think any better than that. Um, congratulations to you as well, Seth, and to your team and to Tim and everybody. Um, and we wish nothing but the best for you. So thank you. Thanks, sir. It's been, it's been a pleasure. Well, thanks for tuning in each and every week. If you're not subscribed, please do so now. We're also available on Spotify and podcasts through iTunes if you like to consume us that way. So thank you, everyone. We'll see you next time and have a great day. Mm -hmm.